Island. Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happen if you say what you want to say? that you have tuned in to Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics. I love that song by Sarah Borelli because right now it speaks where my heart is. We have a topic today that we are going to allow these women to let the words fall out, to let them flow, to allow those words and their experiences possibly to heal other women. So today's hot topic is called Wisdom from Young Widows. Wisdom from Young Widows. This was a request made by several of our listeners who might be struggling in this area or they have a spouse who has a long-term illness and they want to get their heads wrapped around what this looks like and how it feels. Um, I have Chris Hall with me today and I also have uh, Teresa Vandergalen. Thank you, ladies, for coming on. Yes, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Excited to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. Sorry for your loss. This is such a tough conversation for me. I can't even let my head wrap and and go there. But I'm going to tell a little bit about both of you, if I may, for just a minute to our listeners. Uh, Teresa Vandergalen is a mother of four young adults who's been widowed for almost seven years. In 2012, she lost her husband and the love of her life, Glenn, on their 28th wedding anniversary. They were in the season at the time of raising four teenagers, and Glenn died very suddenly and unexpectedly from a massive heart attack at the age of a young 51. Teresa was still in her 40s. She continues to love to spend time with her family, travel, and build intentional margin. I love that. Intentional margin to serve others. She works for, the pro- for a property management company that allows her to work closely with Hope Academy, great organization in Minneapolis, and Teen Challenge. She is passionate about growing her faith, and opportunities that enable Teresa to see God's transforming power. Welcome again, Teresa. So glad that you're here. Thanks, Shug. Chris Hall is a mother of four children whom she raised with her high school sweetheart, mm-hmm. Don. Can I call him Donnie or Don? What do, you, what, do, what do you prefer? You can call him Don. Okay. And Don was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in 2015. He passed less than a year later. And since Don has passed, God has given Chris a heart for the people of Africa. You know, I feel that same way. I love the people in Africa. She now serves on a nonprofit board called Hope for a Thousand Hills. I'm going to repeat that. Hope for a Thousand Hills, whose mission is to serve there. She also is passionately pursuing her love for event planning. Now, that's new to me. I didn't know that you did that. And continues to find joy in every day. I have known both of these women for years. We know each other in different capacities. I know Teresa from church, and I knew her husband there as well. And I knew Chris from um, the asphalt industry, of which we both uh, had our husbands working in that. So welcome, ladies. I'm, I'm so thankful that you're here. It was really difficult for me to come up with words to start this topic. And so forgive me if I navigate my way through this and I stumble, but I, it's so important to me 
that we get the heart of this story out for both of you. Um, as women, ladies who are listening, we need to unify and learn from one another through our joys. You know, God tells us in his word to be joyful with others, but also to walk along each other in our sorrow and to embrace each other. Um, and so um, I know that everybody grieves differently. Um, could you both just share for just a few minutes your story? Chris, could you start? Sure. Yes. Um well, I, like I said, was high school sweethearts with Don. We met when I was 15. We dated for seven years and um, got married in our tw- when we were 21. Um, we had 27 wonderful years together. He was the love of my life. Mm-hmm. I adored him more and more each and every day um, when I was married to him. And um, we have four adult children. Um, two of them married Tylers, which is always interesting. Um, <laughs> That's usually at Christmas. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so and the process has been a growing process for me. Mm-hmm. I have grown in my faith. It's, I've learned a lot on mm-hmm. this journey. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Teresa. Well, it's hard to go back to kind of those days where um, the the shock first hit me because, mm-hmm. as you said, for me, it was it was a sudden uh, uh, it was very sudden, and you know there are no goodbyes. He was here one moment and then um, gone the next, and there's just no words for for that kind of pain. Mm-hmm. And um, Glenn loved so well, and mm-hmm. so um, the loss was catastrophic. Mm-hmm. And um, with having four teenage kids, it was just a time where. Um, I needed him, and he was everything to me, and we did everything together. And so um, losing him was, uh, and losing him suddenly was shocking, and I was put in shock. And my journey is uh, one of a very slow grief process. And um, like we said, everybody grieves differently. I grieved very slowly. I had responsibilities, as you did, Chris, Mm -hmm. of four kids. And um, my heart went into caregiving for my kids, and I paid little attention to my own grief. Mm -hmm. And um, I think because of that, it was also um, um, very slow. I think it was a good 18 months before I could really even cry, Mm -hmm. really cry. Um, I was numb and in a state of shock. And, um, but through that, God, God was with me and God carried me and he carried, um, my family. And it was so beautiful to see the kind of love, um, and the hands and feet of Jesus Mm -hmm. that those around me, um, offered. And so, um, through hardship, you see beauty through ashes. You see the beauty. And um, I certainly saw that in those times as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Teresa. Um, Chris, what helped you get through those hardest days? Um, I would say, for one, is just to allow myself to have them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. And um, my... My thought process is the way I grieved was I was allowed a day, but not two. Mm-hmm. I mean, grieve for the day, but then get yourself back up and get into some prayer and get working on healing. And so that was always my thought process. I always could have a day. My kids would always say that too. You know, we get a day 
but we, you know, we're not going to stay there because mm-hmm. God's good. He has a lot of great things for us, and then we need to keep our eyes focused on what he's doing that is good. Mm-hmm. And so it was just allowing myself to be there but not allowing myself to stay there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wanted to talk with friends, but sometimes I just wanted to be alone with God. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to cry. I just wanted to talk with him. I just wanted to sit in my shower and, you know, I didn't ever, ever ask why, but just— tell him how much I was hurting and ask him to give me strength Mm -hmm. and all of that. So it was just allowing myself to have those days that I needed to have. You know, that's, that gives us release to know it's okay to Mm -hmm. grieve. It's and even today after the years, it's okay to grieve. Yeah. Um, I see in both of your eyes, you still have that sorrow and that pain of that loss. Um, But God has told us as well, you know, uh, that he's there with them, mm-hmm. that he's prepared a place for them. You know, right. and, and God has always put on my heart that our entrance into this world is perfect timing right. and our exit from this world is perfect mm-hmm. timing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our pastor Joel from Westwood Church says, we live in the land of the dead here on earth, but they all went to the land of the living. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we forget that fact. Um, and so my next question for you is, was there ever a time during those really hard times that you just couldn't pray? Or you were mad at God? I would say, um, for me, I was never mad at God. And this is just my journey. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. I never questioned why. Um, I believe that my God is a good God, and I believe that his plan for me is good. And I, so I didn't, I I was never mad at God. Were there days where I was just too sad to maybe read my Bible or do my Devo? Yes, but then I would worship. Yeah. I would just turn on music and mm-hmm. worship them. It's amazing what that does. You right. know, just crank the tunes and allow God to speak through you in the yep. Holy Spirit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think for me, um I I had a very full foundation of trust in God. Mm-hmm. And um, that carried me. Mm-hmm. Um I knew that God looked at uh, my life differently than I did. His ways were greater than my ways. His thoughts are grander than my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And he was a bigger God. And I had trust in that he knew what he was doing and that nothing surprised him. And there's nothing that came before him that he didn't know first. And I trusted in that. And I had that. I, I was not uh, new. Uh, this this is not my first rodeo. It was my first rodeo with this kind of loss and this kind of death. But within the span of about eight years, I had cancer and my house burned down to the ground. And then I lost my husband. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, one thing was hitting me after the other. But that foundation of trust of who he was, that he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I could not pray, though. And sometimes um, I was angry, um, and I think that this these journeys helped me be more real with um, in my prayers with God. Sometimes they weren't like, "Oh dear Jesus," you know. I mean, it was, "Dear Jesus, yeah. I don't know what to do, and yeah. I am lost here, and and I." I didn't want this to happen. This wasn't in the cards for me. You know, why did you do this? And um, not that I was expecting an answer, but just that I had raw emotions. Mm -hmm. And he's who I went to. He's who I went to. He was now my husband. Mm -hmm. And he's who I went to and shared Mm -hmm. with. I'm so glad that you shared that with us, Teresa, because in Scripture, even David, even David cried out to God. And, you know, God just wants us to turn to him. 
So I'm so thankful that you are sharing that with our listeners as well, that they can come to God with any emotion as long as you're still turning to the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. If you're just listening, ladies, um, this is Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. Today's topic is Wisdom from Young Widows. Um, I have my own questions as well, and we're going to do this in two different parts. The first part we're talking about right now is surviving, first of all, the initial shock and getting through the hardest days as being a young widow, and you've got kids at home, you've got teenagers of all ages. Oh, my goodness. Just the teenager part is is so challenging. And then the second part, we're going to do part two, and I encourage you to listen to that as well, is basically moving forward after loss. Um, you know, they're going to share their wisdom and their tips and their suggestions with our listeners and give them an opportunity to um, not only encourage someone else who might be suffering in this area, but also maybe you are suffering in this area and you need to have someone who's already been there who can encourage you. Um, if if you find that you'd like to find out more about our ministry, please go to himforherministries.org. Um, we are in the business of freeing women inside and outside of prison, in the darkest corners of your home, of your kitchen, of your life, as well as the darkest corners of prison. So if you'd like to partner with us, please go to himforherministries.org. Click Donate Now so we can continue doing what God has called us to do. Thank you. Teresa and Chris, I just love you guys. I, I, I love, I admire just your your determination and your perseverance. I have learned from both of you by watching you um, that this is what it is. When you love God and you struggle, you turn to him, but then you rise up in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, What were some of your biggest challenges as a young widow that you experienced? And then what helped you overcome those? Chris? I would say that um, some of my biggest challenges were, you know, our Devo chairs, like, eating dinner alone because mm-hmm. um, my kids all left the house. So I was empty nesting by myself. And so just being alone so much. Mm-hmm. But God always reminded me that you're not alone. You're lonely because I told you I would never leave you or forsake you. Mm-hmm. And so I would just correct my thought process on that, that I may feel lonely, but it's just a feeling. But mm-hmm. my God is always going to be there for me. He's always each and every day. So um, I think the loneliness was probably one of the hardest things to overcome when he first had passed. Um, I think that dealing with the house and the cabin and trying to stay on top of his job, my jobs, um, that was very challenging for me. But what I learned was, is that there are people out there that wanted to help me. Mm-hmm. And it was okay for the neighbors to come over and plow my driveway and, you know, to mow for me. And um, so allowing people to love on you and allowing my brother-in-law to come over and help me with all the tax stuff. And I mean, I just accepting the help that people, you know, want to help, you know, help. They want to help you through everything. And it's okay. We don't have to do it all on our own. Mm -hmm. You know, God puts them in our lives for a reason and it's to bless us. Which brother-in-law came over? Kevin. Way to go, Kevin. Yep. Hello. Shout out to the Hall family. Yeah. Kevin <laughs> on the Susie's husband, Kevin. Oh, Susan. Yeah. yeah no, Dee's husband, Kevin, was amazing too. He he was my go-to on the Hall side and had questions about, it's a lot. We sold the company, but he was my go-to person. But Kevin on my side, Susie's husband, mm-hmm. literally sat in my office with me for hours because mm-hmm. the taxes were quite overwhelming. 
mm-hmm. with everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was amazing, just amazing. He was a godson. He still is amazing and helps me out. Tons. And we're going to talk about that moving forward in the second yeah. um, show. Um, you know, what you know, what are some of the things that we should be doing now mm-hmm. and thinking about now right. uh, in the living? Right. Thank you, Chris. Teresa, what were some of your challenges and how did you find the strength to go on? I think just seeking Glenn's counsel on raising the kids and, you know, what to do when different things came up with the kids. Mm-hmm. And that um, was such a void. Um, again, we did everything together. And so just um, just living day to day, like you said, I, it, I I love how you said that, Chris, that I felt like I was alone, but it was just a feeling of loneliness. Loneliness, I think, is probably the number one thing that widows um, feel because with a spouse, there's such intimate connection, not just physically, but emotionally. And that emotional connection that you no longer have is something I took for granted. Mm-hmm. And um, when you when I did not have it, I realized, wow, you know, uh, Glenn was just an incredible husband in that way to meet me um, emotionally. And he was such a great dad, and he brought fun into our <laughs> home. He's the fun one, and I'm the task one, and, mm-hmm. but he was the fun one. And so just, you know, in this whole situation, how do you bring joy and fun and laughter back into the home? And, um, you know, I, I was challenged on that. Um, but like Chris, I had to rely on friends, and I had to rely on family, and I had to, and they came around in just such meaningful and beautiful ways. And what is it about women? You know, we tend to um, struggle with accepting help. Um, you know, I've got a friend who's struggling right now uh, with cancer, and, and I, I, I feel so helpless as a friend. Like, what can I do? How can I help? Um, what suggestions might you have if there is someone who's listening that has a grieving friend? Um, what should they do? I mean, what helped you the most? Well, this is what I can say about, there's a few different areas of this. There would be time when Donnie was sick when I would come home and all my flowers were planted for the season. I would come home and my lawn would be mowed. I'd come home and there'd be meals at my house. Um, I was so blessed. People didn't ask me. They just did it. I just came home and it was done. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking like 15 people in my yard. Wow weeding, planting. It was such a blessing. While we're in the hospital room getting this horrible news, I'm getting pictures from our neighbors going, you know, showing me everybody blessing us, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, just do, just do, just Just bless. Because we're we're not going to say, can you bring a meal? Because our head is so full trying to deal with the cancer that even coming up with what can you bring over, it's too much. It's just, just bring it, just do it, just bless them. Um, Another thing I would, for advice for friends, I would say is um, don't be afraid to talk about the person who passed. And don't, I had friends who backed away that I never heard from because they didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Don't back away. Mm-hmm. We need every one of our friends, you know, to be there for us. And don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, but on the flip side, as a person who's losing somebody, show your friends some grace. 
because they don't know how to walk this out either. They are doing the best that they know how. And if we are like holding grudges because so-and-so didn't step up to the plate or they backed away, we don't need all of that in our hearts and our soul while we're grieving. Mm -hmm. We need to show grace for the people in our lives and realize that they are doing the best that they can. Yeah. You know. That's good words of wisdom. Yeah. You know, to to give the people who you thought would have reached out some grace. I do know it's difficult. Mm -hmm. It's so hard because in that situation, they don't even know what to say, what to do. And I love your words. It's just do. Bless them. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Teresa. Um, And I would also add to that and say just sit with them in their pain. Just be present. I mean, that's... And you don't even need to say anything. Mm -hmm. You know, just just be present. And um, that was just such a beautiful thing that many of my friends did. Get out in nature, walk, you know, walk with walk with people so you can talk with people. It's just getting in God's nature um, was really helpful um, for me. Um, to this day, I have a friend who does a Valentine's lunch every year for me. And, you know, just really sweet things like that. People were using their gifts by sending um, scripture and um, sending gift cards, gifts, books, you know, whatever, um, taking me on travels. But I think bottom line is I saw people use their spiritual gifts or their the gifts that God had given them um, to help. And so I'd say, you know, just be present, be you, and use use the gifts that God gave you. Mm-hmm. I love that, the Valentine's Day. You know, we forget as someone passes in, some, in a friend's life that they're grieving during all those hallmark times that they normally would be there. Um, did you find strength, Chris, in, as well in different areas during Valentine's Day? And, you know, I know you've got just a beautiful brood of kids mm-hmm. that I see all the time on Facebook that come around you. But what was helpful for you during that time? Yeah, I I um, have received flowers from Sister Susie and Kevin and sent me a little you know, a little Valentine's thing. My kids will send me things that they think dad would have wanted me to have. And so they'll go get me a little gift. And to this day, like on Christmas, their whole thing was Don and the kids would go shopping for the day and buy mom all of their gifts at one time. <laughs> and he just loved to doubt on me and spoil me. He was so good to me that way. Where after he died, the kids are like, we want to continue this. We want to do what dad has taught us to do. Mm-hmm. And so to this day, they pick a day and they all go shopping, and they just love on me at Christmas time. And it's, I mean, actually, the gifts are probably a little bit better because my girls have a little bit better <laughs> taste. <laughs> but um, they still do stuff like that. They send me flowers, and they take me out to dinner. And, yeah, yeah my family's amazing, truly amazing. And, you know, for the listeners, it's not that it's going to make it more painful. Right. What it does is it just shows the love of Christ. Yeah. The body comes around you to encourage you and help you. So just do, listeners, if you know of someone or you're in that situation, and somebody just offers, say, just do. It you know it doesn't matter and you know we forget too it's kind of robbing them of their spiritual gifts if we say no I don't need any help uh, because they want to step forward and, and share the love of Jesus with you as well yeah. with that is there any tips that you have for our listeners I've got about one minute left any nuggets of wisdom that you have grabbed a hold of during this journey I think um, I'd love to just share. Uh, the one thing that I really grabbed a hold of was just um, 
the concept of choosing joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kay Warren has a book out called Choose Joy, and here's her definition of joy. It says, joy is the unsettled assurance that God is in control. Of all the details of my life, the quiet confidence that ultimately everything's going to be all right, and the determined choice to praise God in all things. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed a hold of that definition, and uh, she goes on to talk about, like, she doesn't really live life uh, with a definition of, you know, it's hills, hills and valleys. It's a more of like a train track where sorrow's on one side and joy's on the other. Mm. And so the concept that joy and sorrow can live together was absolutely um, profound to me that I could have laughter with that and that meant I was healing but um, I could have sorrow but that didn't mean I was lack Mm -hmm. of joy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Chris we have about 20 seconds left what would you like to share for words of wisdom for our listeners? I would like to just share the fact that what got me through was is controlling my thought process and to know that we get to choose our thoughts, which mm-hmm. create our feelings. And as we're walking out that first year to remember that you're not alone, that you were completely loved, you will make this and you will rise above this. Amen. It's just one day at a time and lean into the Lord and don't push him away. He's, he's what you need to hold on to. Chris Hall and Teresa Vandergallen, thank you so much for coming on our show. Listen to part two as we continue this on. This is Shugbury over and out.